Welcome to Torah Mecha Parsha with the OU Women's Initiative. My name is Elisheva Kamenetsky, and today we will be studying Parshat Re'eh, the fourth Parsha in Sefer Devarim. As Moshe continues his farewell address to the people, Moshe places a heavy emphasis in this Parsha on mitzvot. There are 55 mitzvot in Parshat Re'eh, a very large percentage of the 613 mitzvot for any one Parsha in the Torah. The mitzvot in this Parsha include the mitzvah to build a Beit HaMikdash, the Holy Temple, and not to listen to a false prophet. We can understand why Moshe chose to include these mitzvot into Sefer Devarim because he has been their direct source to God, and he's been the main transmitter of the Torah since Sinai. With his imminent death, B'nai Israel will now be subject to different people claiming that they have a message from God. And the mitzvah to build the Beit HaMikdash is something B'nai Israel will be expected to do upon entering into Eretz Yisrael. The parsha also includes the identifying signs for kosher animals, fish, and birds. <clears throat> and they are repeated. These are mitzvot which we have previously heard before. Perhaps we can suggest that the reason why B'nai Israel need to hear about what will be kosher with various signs, in the case of birds, it's actually a list of non-kosher birds, because as in Parshat Akev, the previous Parsha described the mun that B'nai Israel ate in the desert, this miraculous food will not be part of their lives as they enter into Eretz Yisrael, and therefore they are being reminded of what they may and may not eat. Meiser Shani is discussed. It is a unique form of tithing when the produce is eaten by the farmer himself in Jerusalem. It too is a mitzvah that will only be kept in Eretz Yisrael. The parsha includes the mitzvah of tzedakah, charity, the obligation of a Jew to aid a needy fellow with a gift or a loan. On the sabbatical year, which occurs every seventh year, Shemitah, all loans are to be forgiven. The parsha concludes with the laws of the Shlosh Regalim, the three pilgrimage festivals, Pesach, Shvuot, and Sukkot, when all should go to see and be seen before Hashem in Yerushalayim in the Beit HaMikdash. Some consider Parshat Re'eh, with its focus on mitzvot, to be the beginning of a new section of Sefer Devarim. In the previous parshiot, the emphasis was on reminding B'nai Israel of their potential and the mindset they should have as servants of God and not on the technical details of mitzvot. One might think that being Shomer Torah and mitzvot, keeping Torah and mitzvot, is like following a rule book or a set of directions. Here are the rules for keeping Shabbos. Don't do this. Be sure to do this. But those of us who have experienced Shabbos know that Shabbos is more than just the sum of do's and don'ts prescribed by the Torah. Rav Salavechik shares that there are two types of Mesorah, tradition, based on the Pasuk in Mishlei, Parak Aleph, Pasuk Chet, Shema Bini Musara Vicha, Vial Titosh, Torat Imecha. Listen to my son, to the teachings of your father, and do not, disre- do not disregard the Torah, the teachings of your mother. In fact, the name of this Parsha series, sponsored by the OU's Women's Initiative, Torah Mecha, comes from this Pasuk. 
In a tribute to the Rebetzin of Taun, the Rav describes these two forms of tradition, the Musar Avicha and the Torat Imecha. He says, and this is, these are some direct quotes, one learns much from father, how to read a text, the Bible or the Talmud, how to comprehend, how to analyze, how to conceptualize, how to classify, how to infer, how to apply. One also learns from father what to do and what not to do, what is morally right and what is morally wrong. Father teaches the son the discipline of thought as well as the discipline of action. Father's tradition is an intellectual moral one. That is why it is identified with musar, which is the biblical term for discipline. What is Torah Dimecha? What kind of Torah does the mother pass on? I admit that I am not able to define precisely the Masoretic role of the Jewish mother. Only by circumscription am I able to explain it. Permit me to draw upon my own experiences. I used to have long conversations with my mother. In fact, it was a monologue rather than a dialogue. She talked and I happened to overhear. What did she talk about? I must use a halachic term in order to answer this question. She talked me dioma. I used to watch her arranging the house in honor of a holiday. I used to see her recite prayers. I used to watch her recite the Sidra every Friday night, and I still remember the nostalgic tune. I learned from her very much. Most of all, I learned that Judaism expresses itself not only in formal compliance with the law, but also in living experience. She taught me that there's a flavor, a scent, a warmth to mitzvot. I learned from her the most important thing in life, to feel the presence of the Almighty and the gentle pressure of his hand resting upon my frail shoulders. Without her teaching, which quite often were transmitted to me in silence, I would have grown up a soulless being, a soulless being dry and insensitive. The laws of Shabbat, for instance, were passed on to me by my father. They are part of Musar Avicha. The Shabbat, as a living entity, as a queen, was revealed to me by my mother. It is a part of Torah's Imecha. The fathers knew much about Shabbat. The mothers lived the Shabbat, experienced her presence, perceived her beauty and splendor. The fathers taught generations how to observe Shabbat. The mothers taught generations how to greet the Shabbat and how to enjoy her 24-hour presence. In the Rav's distinction of the two traditions between Musar Avicha and Torah Mecha, he draws a line between that which is intellectual in our relationship to Hashem and Torah and mitzvos and that which is experiential. In Parshat Re'eh, a parsha which is full of technical mitzvot that we must learn and incorporate into our lives, Perik Gud Gimel, Pasuk Zayin, explains why we are at times vulnerable to negative influences which draw us away from a life of Torah and mitzvot. Asher lo yadata ata v'avotecha, that you don't know, you and your fathers. Noting the redundancy in the phrase, you don't know, and you and your father, Rabbeinu Bachai notes that there are two ways that we feel connected to Hashem. Emuna mitzad faith that comes and stems from knowledge and wisdom, and emuna mitzad kabbalah, faith which comes from the traditions 
passed down by our forefathers. These two types of emuna parallel the Rav's description of Musar Avicha and Torah Imecha, and his statement that Judaism expresses itself not only in formal teaching or compliance, but with the law, not in compliance with the law, but also in a living experience. We have that which we can rationalize, that which is tangible, that which we know how to do and explain. I know how much tzedakah to give, the best way to give it, and how to prioritize who I give it to. And then there are the times of our spiritual lives when I believe and feel connected to Hashem and His mitzvot, but it is harder to concretize, harder to explain it. It is a feeling of being connected to a misora, a tradition that spans thousands of years, to people in a nation that survived persecutions more than any other people, to a land of Israel that defies the odds as it's surrounded by enemies, and yet it continues to thrive in all realms. It is the Mesora and Amuna, tradition and faith that we have received from the previous generation, that we have received from our link to previous generations. It is the passion and emotion, the color and vivid experience that fills in the technical lines drawn by halacha. One can sit in the sukkah and technically fulfill his obligation with kosher walls and schach, and one can sit in a sukkah and feel the presence of all who came before him and make up our tradition. From the ushpizin who we invite to join us, to our parents and grandparents who also sat in a sukkah to eat their Yom Tov meals, we can feel the walls protecting us as the Anane HaKavod, the clouds of glory, protected our ancestors in the desert, and we can feel Hashem's presence surrounding us today. The Rebbeinu Bachaye in Parshat Re'eh reminds us that our connection to Hashem and His mitzvot is dependent upon our increasing our knowledge, learning about mitzvot, and complying with all the details. But it's also about strengthening our connection to the tradition of our parents and grandparents and not relying on our wisdom or understanding alone to help us feel emotionally connected to Hashem and His Torah. Perhaps in today's world, we would call this the importance and power of experiential learning. With all of the details of mitzvot in the parsha comes the reminder that our relationship with Hashem is not just ours alone, but we stand on the shoulders of all who came before us. And it is our obligation to share not just chachma, wisdom and knowledge with the next generation, but to pass on the pride, emotion, and fervor of being an Eved Hashem, a true servant of God, to ensure that our children and grandchildren don't just know Torah, but they experience it. This is the message and charge that Moshe shares with the people as he is about to part from them. And it is a powerful message for us as well. As the Navi Hoshea taught, Kichu imachem dvarim v'shuvu el Hashem. May we take the lessons of Sefer Dvarim about learning and experiencing Torah and, using the, and use them to bring us closer to Hashem and His Torah. Thank you for studying together with the OU Women's Initiative.